Guitar Villains is brought to you by American Musical Supply. Just visit AmericanMusical.com for your unique coupon code. This is just for listeners of Guitar Villains. Anything you need, whether it's picks, guitar strings, cables, a capo, all those small little accessories, all the way up to the big stuff like a new guitar, an amp, all the gear you could ever want is at American Musical Supply. They also have no interest financing, so you can play now, pay later. Use the link in the description for your coupon code to use on your next gear purchase. Thanks to American Musical Supply for sponsoring Guitar Villains. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to Guitar Villains, and we have a very special guest, the unmistakably awesome Laurie Basilio. Laurie's one of those guitarists that you can recognize just by one note that she plays. Usually it's one of her insane bends that comes out of seemingly nowhere. She has such an amazing feel, melodic sense, obviously chops for days. I've had the honor of having Laurie play a guest guitar solo on a song from my most recent EP. You can check out the link in the show notes if you'd like to listen to that song. And of course, check out all of Laurie's amazing work. Without further ado, let's get into it. Guitar villains, Laurie Basilio. Welcome to Guitar Villains, the show where we deconstruct and decode the guitar. And Laurie, this is actually the first time we've got to chat, not via email. So this is a big <laughs> moment for us. We've been in touch since like mid-2017 or something like that. I asked you to take part in a huge collaboration with like as many awesome guitar players as I could get. And I think I called it All the Best Guitar Players in the World and Me have an epic jam, something like that. Uh, but I think the consensus was that you stole the show and everyone seemed to love your solo the best. So congratulations on that. I'm just honored. I feel like I felt so honored for you to have invited me to be part of it. It was such an amazing like moment for the guitar. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, again and here. Yeah, it's yeah. So awesome to finally get to chat with you. It's awesome. <laughs> of course. Well, we uh, we do things a little bit differently on the show. We're gonna play some games. I'm gonna try to figure out what makes you tick as a musician and. Hopefully, you'll have a good time, and maybe the next time you're in Nashville, where I live, or maybe we find ourselves at a NAMM show sometime soon, uh, maybe we can do this again in person. Absolutely. I look forward to, to this day, for sure. Great. So the show is called Guitar Villains because I think villains are cooler, more interesting than heroes. I've always found the characters are a little more memorable and the first thing I want to ask you is, out of all the movie or comic book villains, who would you say you identify with the most, if any of them? 
and this doesn't have to be their evil ways. It could be something as simple as their characteristics, the way they look, anything like that. Is there is there anybody who jumps to mind? You know, be honest, I I try to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird question, I know. Yeah, I I mean, I couldn't I couldn't uh figure it out. I couldn't. <laughs> That's okay. I I have the perfect villain for you already so no problem awesome i think you are strikingly similar to poison ivy from batman now Ooh. she has a lot of abilities going for her and i'll outline a few notable ones uh we can convey into the guitar world first of all she has super agility which uh this is a particular affinity for scaling walls you know going up and down walls and Laurie, you can certainly, I would say, climb across the fretboard with great agility. And uh, that's, that's, that's uh, ability number one. Now, a surface-level characteristic of Poison Ivy's character is her appearance, and mainly her bright fluorescent nail colors and lipstick colors. Which, cool. you know, I know this doesn't have to do with guitar, but I feel like the color palette with your nails and in your lipstick and the guitars and the lights behind you, the whole aesthetic that you have going on, I feel like is very intentional. And as somebody who also shoots video a lot and uh, has to wonder what I'm looking like on the camera, I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Maybe Poison Ivy's greatest power is her genius level intellect, where uh, she's actually a world-class botanist and a brilliant biochemist. And she even uses these talents to communicate with plant life and manipulate them to her will. And when it comes to guitar, you seem to know literally everything from scales to techniques and ability to improvise with the best of them. So I think Poison Ivy could be your supervillain doppelganger. Yeah, I love that. I like it. I agree. I agree. I love the relation with the color and the, the lipstick and the, the nails. I love it. I, I'm not sure if I can... I agree with you 100% about the ability, the, you know, the... <laughs> oh, you're just being skills, modest. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're trying, super I'm intellect. Trying. I'm always trying. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I'm glad you like that pick. So first things first, I want to throw a couple softball lobs for you. I call this segment Burning Questions. So these are rapid-fire questions that don't totally matter, but for some reason as guitar players, we must know. Are you ready? Yep. What gauge pick do you use? Um, I use, let me grab one here. This one, the 1.0 1. 1. Um, Tortex Dunlop Standard. 1.0. Got it. Yeah. Oh, it's got a beautiful little signature on there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what gauge strings do you use? Uh, strings 10 for 6. 10 yeah, to 46. Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, acoustic, I use 11, so. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What mm -hmm. is your number one guitar currently? Right now, my signature guitar, the Ibanez LB1. My main guitar, my number one, my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to ask you more about that later. 
What cool. is your number one amp currently? Um, I have, I mean, several favorite, but I would choose the Lionheart, this blue one right here behind me. Lenny Lionheart. Finally, what is your favorite guitar pedal currently? Oh, pedal is difficult. Um, I would say the JHS Morning Glory is is the one that I always it's always on my pedal board. So nice. We're gonna move on now. I want to play cool. a little game called Name Those Notes. So this concept is pretty simple. I'll play you a quick sequence of guitar notes from songs that you have recorded over the years, and you have to tell me what song these notes come from. So we're going to see how well you know your own guitar playing and talk about it in the midst of all these notes. It'll spur some conversation. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you, you think you're going to do pretty good? What do you think? Um, you know, um... I don't listen to my songs so much, so let's see. Okay, we'll find out. A lot of people surprise themselves. Let's see. I'm curious about myself. Let's see. Okay, so we're going to start pretty simple. I think that you'll get, and then we'll get progressively harder. So here is the first group of notes. Okay, this is not alone. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> Very good, yes. From your latest record, Far More. Uh, exactly. Recorded with some true uh, monster session players, might I add, like Vinnie Caliuta and Nathan East. Uh, what is your strategy for going into the studio with people like that? W was everything notated? I noticed that in the video they were looking at... Uh, at music, I didn't know if that was like lead sheets that they made for themselves. How, how much of it was your composition? And how much did you kind of like let them go? You know, when I when I write my songs, you know, I I think about everything, not only guitar parts. I think about bass, uh, keyboards, drums, um, and because I I wanna like write a song. I mean, to serve uh, the the music the music as best as I can, and not only because I'm a guitar player, I'm more you know, <laughs> throw out some notes and just think about the guitar. I, I like to uh, make music um, and think about you know this song as a whole. Right. Um, so uh, I have pretty much. Um, uh, a formed idea of what I want the song to be. Mm -hmm. So what I what I always do, I do my uh, my demos here in my home studio, and uh, for this uh, specific project, um, we had some charts done, but only you know chords and like conventions and uh, but they they got to listen like the demos that I did so they could understand the concept and everything else like right before we record the, 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 each song mm -hmm. so they could like um, hear and uh, make some notes that they would like to do in their own charts and but of course I gave them like freedom yeah. for them to put their personality personality as well as much as they wanted because I mean they're legends 
And I was so uh, honored to have them. It was like a dream, a dream come true to have these guys recording with me. Now, do you, a lot of the melodies I'm sure you had, especially with, with your demos, I'm sure you had a lot of the songs very specific, especially when you go into the studio, you want to be very prepared. Were there any sections that you can cite uh, or mention that were maybe a little more off the cuff improvised or was everything note for note how you intended it? Uh, a few things. Uh, I, I Most of the things I, I like to uh, write, I mean, here, when I'm here. But of course, always there's something new that uh, come up in the studio. And I mean, I'm go I go with it. Yeah. Uh, because I want to be, I, I wanted to feel free as much as I can. Uh, but, um, but also most of those, those ideas that I have here, uh, when writing, they start from, from improvisations yeah. as well. So I hear that. Well, it's an awesome album. I've listened to it. Thank you. Many times. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to move on to the next group of notes. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, why am I guitar gentle weeps? Yeah, my version of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going we're going off the rails here a little bit onto the, into the YouTube world as well. So through a little curveball okay, there. Okay, cool. Very good. Um, I I had to include this because this is one of my favorite uh, pieces of work that you've done, and I I wanted to go a little deep on your process of arranging this version. Uh, I have two phrases here. It's the, it's the basically the hook, if you want to call it that, uh, in two different ways that you play it. So I'm going to play them back to back, and then I have a question or two to ask you. So here's the first way that you play it. Okay. And then this way. It's the second time. So okay. the same thing happening as far as the harmony, but you're doing so much in each version, you know, the simpler one that is more closer to the song, and then you're kind of going outside the box a tiny bit. Can you explain just you know, succinctly what is going on there, how, how you were able to, to do that? Sure. I almost didn't uh, remember what I did because as I told you, I, I do it, I record it and I, it's so rare when I go back to listen to my stuff. It is so rare. I, I just can't, mm -hmm. I, I can't. You know? Oh yeah. Well, get ready. Cause we're about to go deep on some of your stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, basically, I I always think um, to uh, build the song as it goes in, in terms of arrangement. Uh, so I try to start like as simple as possible, but with meaning, mm -hmm. trying to be meaning, meaningful as well. And uh, I mean, second verse, uh, I wanted to do a, like, a, like a variation yeah. and try a little bit of uh, different dynamics. So I go an octave higher, 
and changed the tempo and the uh, the, the time of the notes a little bit, mm -hmm. but nothing nothing like too uh, so out like this. You know, very very simple changes, but it, I think it gives a different like sensation for for the listener. So even like simple changes like that. So. Uh, my goal ultimately is just like to build a song and for everyone that that is listening to like feel that is building and you know telling a story right right uh, with beginning middle and end so the uh the the interesting part uh in that second iteration that you play is the rhythm is still happening the descending bass line uh but since you're playing it solo guitar you actually drop the bass note and the rhythm kind of it's like a, a anticipation almost let me play it again you'll hear what i'm saying so that that part i just think there's so much to learn you know from people trying to accompany themselves with that little moment there because it's pretty daunting to just sit there on on guitar and play something a song like that in in its full context um but it's also okay to play not at all sometimes and then it makes it that much more effective so absolutely i, I really i really liked when you did that oh so cool. uh, thank you next one here getting a tiny bit harder i think maybe let's see here we go Okay, that's a million words. Yes, it is. <laughs> that one's a little a little older. I think yeah. that was from 2016. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it's the first, the very first version that I did for this song. Yeah, and and that is, uh, I found that from the, uh, the site Jam Track Central, which, right. which you did some work with uh, in the earlier days, and that's actually how I found you. Um, oh, or cool. how, how I discovered you as a musician. And then uh, a lot of guitar players, I feel like, that I've met now personally through the years uh, who I have great respect for, they started on Jam Track Central um, or at least received some notoriety in that way uh, through that outlet. Do you... How, how did you get involved with that and do you ever like use that experience for anything that you do now or or what is your relationship with jan track central these days it's kind of like well, a, it's sort of like the online shrapnel you know what i mean like there were the artists on the shrapnel label and that yeah and i feel like jam track central is like the the online youtube shrapnel label i don't know if that association is <laughs> quite right but it, it feels like that to me so yeah, at that time, I already had a couple records out, my first EP and my uh, album, The Sound of My Room, uh, which is uh, CD and DVD as well. And I was doing like a lot of um, videos and posting, uh, you know, uh, my songs and um, uh, videos playing my songs and everything else. And the great people at JTC reached out to me asking if I wanted to be on board with them and record some uh, lessons, some, you know, licks. Mm -hmm. And A Million Words was on one of the songs. I think that was the video 
that they found me. Mm. Uh, it was through that video, actually. And uh, we ended up doing like uh, a lesson on, on that song as well. But yeah, I have a, a bunch of stuff with JTC. So I have a, a couple master classes, finger picking master class, um, another master class on creating uh, riffs and melodies. And I, I teach some of my songs like a million, a million words, new time. So yeah, I, I'm grateful to, uh, to JTC for sure, because at the time I really felt that they exposed me to a whole, you know, uh, new, uh, uh, new public. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm grateful. It's an honor to be working with them. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Ibanez, signature Ibanez artists came out of that little group, right? That's true. Yeah, Ibanez was <laughs> picking them off. They're, Ibanez guys were just watching JTC channel, just like, hey, <laughs> there we go. Let's get them. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's fun. Fun context here. We're gonna move on to another batch of notes. I think you 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 may recognize this. We'll find out. Oh my God. <laughs> of course, that's your song yes. with my guest solo. Yeah. Reverie, yes. That is awesome. Uh, that was such an awesome uh, uh, guitar solo that you played. And uh, I'm really glad you took the time to do that because now it's ingrained in history. Yes. We have that. Yes. Uh, and, and one thing that's interesting that you do that I've still, I've, I've honestly been in the back of my mind, always looking out for this because I teach this a different way and it, there's no right or wrong way to play guitar. Whatever works for you works, but you are literally the only guitar player I've ever seen who bends the G string downward toward the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, all right, E string, B string, G string, go up. The other ones go down. That's just the way. That's the way mechanics work on the guitar. That's the ergonomics of it. But you bend it down, and and you do bend it up as well. Like in that in the uh, lick, which I I put in here, that's you bending the G string down, 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 up. Uh, so what's going on with you? Like, did that is that just a thing, a quirk with your your playing? I mean, obviously, I'm not criticizing you but I, i've literally never seen anyone else do it that way are you aware of this at all or am i just crazy i am aware but i think i became aware when someone told me you know mm -hmm. <laughs> oh when i saw some someone commenting oh you're you're the first one that i see doing this because it was always so natural natural very natural to me um i I mean, there's no explanation, you know, because yeah, it's just magic in the hands. <laughs> it, it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. And that's not to say like with vibrato, like I'll bend it down, up, down, like, you know, with, uh -huh. my, with my index finger or something. But like these are these are real bends that you're doing and you're pulling down um, anyway. Yeah, it's great. But I, but I might think uh, for I mean, depending on uh where I am in certain song, maybe it's a more comfortable position for me to bend and have like a better uh, vibrato or something like that. If I stop to analyze, that might be one conclusion. 
I yeah. guess yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried doing it. I'm like, she's bending down, and I try and do it, and I either like go a little flat or sharp. I'm just like, all right, I'm, it's not for me. I, I'm too. <laughs> I'm too late to the party, the the downward g-string bending party. Um. So, in one other aside about our song that we recorded there, uh, y- you and I both wipe our hand off before we start to go in on a solo <laughs> like that's amazing <laughs> and and you know we didn't communicate be like hey Laurie, uh, so wipe your hand right before you get started i'm gonna do the same thing it's gonna be an-. like we didn't plan that i don't know i've seen other guitar players do that like you know it's kind right. of like a it's sort of like flipping your hair maybe <laughs> i don't know what it is but it's it worked yeah it worked <laughs> it was gold so and by the way that's a great song tyler uh, i love this open opening riff it's amazing it's pure gold i love it congrats and thanks for having me i uh, was so so glad that we could collaborate on it thank you of course you. my literally the pleasure is all mine so thank you for for taking part in that i got one more uh one more group of notes here and oh. this, this one's gonna be fun here we go Yes, that's the latest single, Sunny Days. Light speed right there. I thought I, I thought I might be able to get you there with no context. But uh, I have to I have to play the full that full lick because it's one of one of my favorites you've done. Here we go. So sweet. Cool. This I really is, liked it. This is a a song that you composed, I think, for your signature guitar release. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Uh, actually, when I got the the sample, uh, I just got inspired, and this song, you know, came, and I wrote it. I finished, and let's release like with the guitar, you know. Right. Right. It. Yeah. It's got such a happy i just got a signature guitar (laughs) uh chorus um it's exactly how i felt yeah Yeah. it it does a really good job uh conveying that joy and and all your different skill sets uh you know the bends the the techniques and the the melodic sense it's all kind of right there uh as a guitar player watching that video and listening it seems like the most fun thing ever to film you looked like you were really having a good time there. What what was that like to be kind of in your own little set? Well, it's awesome. I always have like a great time filming here or whatever. I mean, it's always, I mean, we can even call this a job because we love it so much. It is a job. I love my job, but it is fun like all the time. So it's amazing. We're blessed. The LB1... <laughs> Does that mean there's going to be like an LB two, three, four, five, seven, nine, twelve? I don't know. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the name of your signature Ibanez. And how many times did you practice your autograph before you chose the one that would be on the guitar? Uh, uh not so much. I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried a couple times, you know, a couple. You're like, let's hmm, see. how's the L gonna look in this way? Let me try it like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my uh, my challenge was to do a little bit more like uh, straight because it was like too 
you know, mm. it was not aligned in the way that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we got a cool one. Yeah. So what's great about your guitar compared to all the other ones you've played? Because you've been playing guitar for your whole life, it seems like. what? Why is this one the best one in your eyes? I mean, this is this guitar is the most versatile guitar that I've ever played. And let me see if I can show the signature. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> I see it. So, yeah. I mean, versatility for me is the, is a very important point in everything everything that I do. Um, and I think we uh, achieved a, um, an amazing result here with Ibanez and also with my signature pickups from Seymour Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it... For me, this guitar has it all. Everything I need, everything I love, and I'm really happy with this result right here. And if you pick it up, what is your go-to tone? Where Where is the pickup selector switch? Where's the volume tone? Where, where is it? I would go with the neck pickup and all, all the way, volume and tone all the way up. Neck pickup, okay. The lipstick pickup. Why yeah. uh, is there a specific name for that purple color? Um, violet. Yeah, violet. we decided to call it violet because of the lipstick first, and now nails, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 is really an awesome looking guitar. It's sort of like a a T style, but modernized. Exactly. Yeah. I don't really know what. Oh, that's and the the classic Ibanez bolt-on. Yes, it has all, all the curves, all the comfort cuts. It feels great. Uh, it's very comfortable, very comfortable. What is the first note? Have you played live yet? Like, is it? I know things haven't quite opened up yet, but like, have you? Do you have any shows on the books, or what is? Uh, what's it looking like right now? Not yet. I haven't played with this guitar live yet and mm-hmm. i just can't wait you have no idea but yeah hopefully i can get to a stage you know very soon and put this beauty to work live what, what will be <laughs> the first note that you play do you think the first note yeah will it be like a 15 bend to the 17 on the b string like massive sustain will it be a power chord Will it I think be? would be I, I would play like a pentatonic C minor pentatonic oh B minor pentatonic B minor pentatonic okay yeah great <laughs> keep that in keep that in your back pocket I can't wait to hear it uh, and speaking of stage you, you have played on stage with some really amazing musicians uh, many of whom have been on this uh, podcast in fact uh, what would you say is one of your favorite stories from playing live on stage? Um, that's a hard one. We have so many stories and, um, I don't know the feeling of playing live. Like, um, there's nothing like it for me. It's the best feeling, you know, that, that adrenaline just before you hit the stage, and you know the uh, the ex- exchange that we you have with the audience is something so unique. I think um, nothing nothing 
can you know replace live music in your in in your our lives so this is something that i i'm really looking forward to you know coming back to live shows and you know inter interacting live with someone everyone again so i can't wait are you are you an indoor um you prefer indoor or outdoor wind blowing through your hair sunglasses outside or inside massive lights uh leather jackets what what is your preference uh i i like both i can i can choose i really can you have to pick one. Oh my gosh this is hard <laughs> uh indoors indoors, indoors. okay indoors. yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly, I like indoors too, because sometimes outdoors, you never know what's going to happen with the elements. Yeah, maybe something, maybe, maybe you're a little hot, maybe it's cold. Have you ever played when it's really cold outside? No, I haven't. Yeah, I but... don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Your hands get all freezing. Although if you, if it, depending on what kind of music you're playing, then maybe you can generate enough like body heat to, to, yeah. to keep warm. But uh, yeah, inside a controlled environment, I think, I think I'm there with you. Oh. And so you you post on YouTube and Instagram pretty frequently, and that's been a major part of gaining exposure to accomplish your musical aspirations. Do you see yourself continuing on social media with the consistency you have now, or do you see it slowing down or like going even harder, grinding even harder on it? I, I ask you because I often wonder like, I wonder how long I'm going to keep pressing publish. You know, do you have any yeah. do you have any thoughts about that? Um I I want to be present online. I um that's um uh, this is something that I always planned. I mean, social media for me was always a great uh tool of support to support my work because for me my goal was always like okay, I, I have to have my albums. I wanna I wanna uh, show everyone my musical personality, my artistry, and I think uh, this uh, everything I can I can do it through my albums. Mm -hmm. And I use uh, the platforms uh, and videos like to support my albums, and that's what I'm planning like to do to do always. But yeah, sometimes I wonder that as well because um, it, it is something, yeah, really hard to do, like in, in like consistent. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know for how long, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I, I think I'm always I'm, I'm always trying to be like present and like to create great content and make new music for everyone. I got gotcha. you. So what is something you've never been asked in an interview that you always hope to be asked, but nobody ever asks you? Is there anything? Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me see. Well... Just like very few people know that I had, uh, I went to law school in Brazil. So when, I, I mean, I I have take, uh, uh, answered this question before, but it's very like. Under the radar, yeah. Yes, exactly. Did you so, say law, yeah, law school? 
Yeah, yeah, I went to law school in Brazil, yeah. So you're a lawyer. Yes, exactly. I took the bar in Brazil and I, I practiced uh, for um, about a year, I guess, yeah. Wow. And what, uh, obviously you still have those skills. Is there a reason... I mean, I assume you, you were like a lawyer. Well, I was going to say a lawyer by night, guitar player in the day or lawyer by day because <laughs> lawyers work all hours as well. So maybe it's like a good second job for a musician, I guess. Like when were you spending more time reading books or playing guitar? I mean, during during college, I think I spent more time reading books for sure. <laughs> but I never stopped playing. I had like a band and I always like uh, studying the if I had like 30 minutes in my day I would like do my best in that 30 minutes to try to improve and something and do something new on the guitar uh, but during college was a, it was a challenge for sure and but after I mean I at some point I could dedicate myself to the guitar and I went and recorded my first EP so things started like to take off in the guitar world for me. So I, I had to choose mm. one another. And for me, it was very easy to choose. Yeah, that, that's a good choice you made. So Brazil, how long were you in Brazil before you came to the United States? Born and raised in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So I moved um, to the States four years ago. So I was... 28 when I moved here so four years I'm ago huh yeah so were you did you post any videos while you were in Brazil or did that start like right when you got to the U.S. no no I, I was doing a lot of videos in Brazil I did so many uh tours with some Brazilian artists as okay. well uh, as a side woman <laughs> right uh I did uh, my own tour um workshops guitar clinics in Brazil I actually clinics there for Andy Timmons and Paul Gilbert in Brazil so yeah I did a bunch of stuff in Brazil and I came here like to expand um, uh, my work because I felt through the internet and uh, to my videos and stuff that I uh, it was I mean it was a time for me to to take that step I'm trying to think of other Brazilian guitar players who are who I I, there was one guy that I remember watching. Uh, his name was Gustavo Guerra. I th I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, he's yeah. Brazilian. Uh, but he's the only other person I can remember. Um, I, I'm sure there are more that I'm forgetting. Don't get mad at me, everybody. But um, that's just the, the person. Like you and that guy are the two people that I think of when I think Brazilian uh, guitarists. But you don't necessarily... like what What would you classify native Brazilian music? Is it... Uh, is there any sort of genre that you like came up on or was it always this kind of rock instrumental stuff? I was always this this kind of style, but we have a lot of native genres in, genres in Brazil uh, that I, I didn't like. Uh, uh, I never like want, wanted to study it so like uh, profound. But, I mean, it, it is so beautiful. The Brazilian music, you know, Bossa Nova, Samba. Right. Um, what else? We have very specific uh, style of country music in Brazil uh, that is awesome, too. So, yeah, we have 
I mean, tons of different genres, but yeah, my style is, is, it's not so Brazilian. I could say that. <laughs> no, I, I, I dig it. But, but yeah, you're, you're sort of, um, Andy Timmons, I know you've, you've mentioned him a few times. He was just on the podcast, actually. Um, I think Ooh. I wore your sweatshirt, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, really? It. I, the, the, um, California Waves one. I think yeah. I was wearing that one. I should have oh, asked cool. him about, I, I just like put two and two together. But, uh, yeah, you you have uh, certainly some some influence in that very melodic shred. Maybe like a a, pin, a pinch of Joe Satriani over here. Uh, who are who are some other influences that I'm missing from you? I mean, definitely Joe Satriani, Andy, uh, Andy Timmons. I mean, they're fantastic. Steve Vai as well. I think this Ibanez generation for me, growing up, I mean, they were like my huge influences for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also love John Mayer very much, uh, Rich Cotton as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are a lot of guys, Steve Luchter, so many. So It's funny, I unintentionally have had all Ibanez artists on this season of Guitar Villains. It's been wow. Steve Vai, Yvette Young, Andy Timmons, you, uh, Paul Gilbert, which by the time this episode out is out, his will be out. Um, and I'm trying to think there will probably be more. It's the, it's the Ibanez show, basically, is what I should call this. <laughs> have, you, have you always played Ibanez guitar? I mean, I know you had like a Sir at some point. What drew you to Ibanez uh, for this iteration? Uh, I always wanted to, to, to have an Ibanez. Yeah. But I mean, growing up in Brazil, guitars are so expensive there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it was hard for me to like, when I bought my first guitar, it was like a very cheap guitar. And, uh, but before that I had like to, my, my, my little brother had a guitar before me and he was kind enough to like, uh, let me borrow his guitar for me to play. So, uh, it was not easy, but. But of course, I always knew about Ibanez and uh, the artists that played Ibanez. I mean, a legendary company. And uh, when I moved here, I had the chance like, to uh, be closer to them. And they present me uh, the AZ uh the AZ series guitars. Oh, those are great. I, yeah. yeah. So it, it was, it was a guitar that really caught my attention. I loved it. Uh, very well built, very versatile. And, um, as we, uh, became closer, they presented me a new project that they were working on at the time. There was the AZS model. And I really thought that could be a great, like, project for me to base my signature guitar my dream guitar on so Mm. yeah we did it that's awesome now how often do you play acoustic versus electric because your your signatures uh and electric guitar some of my favorite work that you've done that i've got to see is acoustic but i know it's you know sometimes as an electric mainly an electric player you're like "Eh, i'm not gonna I'm not going to pick up the acoustic today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something a little a little easier on the old fingers here. Do, do you ever find yourself thinking of the acoustic that way, or is that just me? I'm just being lazy. I mean, yeah, I play electric most of the time. 
Mm. Uh, but I love playing acoustic, acoustic as well. But, but I mean, I, I I have to play more. I have to like force myself to play more because otherwise it would be like electric. I mean, electric eighty percent of eighty percent of the time, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I did a uh, an acoustic curriculum for for my learning platform, and it was just three straight weeks of acoustic playing, and I was like. When I went back to the electric, I was like, ooh, <laughs> let's exactly. go. I was bending three whole steps at will. Wow. <laughs> but that was with awesome. seven grade strings. Uh, anyway, so I want to uh, ask you, as we, as we wind down here, Laurie, I want to ask you to loop in a little bit of super villainy here. Your Poison Ivy doppelganger. Uh, I have one final question. What do you believe about the guitar that most guitar players might think is crazy? And this could be like a hard truth that the guitar players need to hear or something that you know that others don't. And I know you're, you you seem like the just the most nice person in the entire world. You're always smiling. You're always so happy. <laughs> You can be a little mean if you want to. Let us know what we need to know and spare nobody's feelings if you want. Yeah, but it's hard. Let's see. Hmm. Well, a lot of people might agree with me, but we're not. I don't know, but... uh, I think you don't have like to know a lot of theory to be a good player or to be a good songwriter, you know? This is great. I, I forgot <laughs> to ask you what, what, where is your theory level of understanding? Are you a, a, like a scale memorizer? Are you like a total Frank Zappa theorist? Are you nothing, none of those? Where are you at? Um, you seem like you know everything. Like I said at the very, very oh. beginning, you seem like you know it all. So I'm just wondering. I wish, I wish, I wish. But you no, know, yeah, I I know uh, everything. At what what I'm doing, uh-huh. I think it's important. I'm not saying that theory is not important. It is. It is great, and it's a great uh, let's say uh, uh, resource for you. Uh, when yeah, you know you you have no ideas, you're, you're blocked somehow. You can't like, uh, let's uh, do something. Let's think. Let's think about what I'm doing right here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great resource. But for me, when I'm writing, um, I don't rely a hundred percent on theory. It's mostly ear and feeling. Yeah, I hear you. You know. Yeah, it's it's basically that. But I think it's important, but I don't think uh, uh, the fact that you uh, you think you don't know much, You if you don't know much, it, it doesn't mean that you uh, won't be able to write a good song, uh, uh, play well your instrument, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Well, <laughs> I, I would tend to agree. And you know who else says that? Victor Wooten. And he also knows what he's talking about and i think steve vi said something similar so yeah it seems to be a trend among great guitar players that although it's a nice tool to have 
you don't need it. And I think people can be intimidated by the, the lack of knowledge that they have, even though there is no lack of knowledge when it comes to music. It's just what you feel and what you can hear. Uh, at the end of the day, that's usually the thing that you should be listening to uh, to guide your creative process. So totally agree with yes. you. Yes. Awesome. So, exactly. Laurie, as we wind down here, I'd like to thank you to, for taking your time to be on Guitar Villains today. Um, thank you for having me. It's yeah. a pleasure. It's been a great honor to uh, to finally chat with you face-to-face, Zoom-to-Zoom. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do this in person one day down the line, and I will look forward to what treacherous plots you devise next in your musical endeavors. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm preparing a lot of things, new music, and I can't wait to share more. Thank you, Tyler, for having me. Uh, I'm a fan of yours. Uh, keep shredding. <laughs> we shall. We shall.